Are you wearing a blanket? It's actually a giant um, scarf. Okay. That, like I thought I was originally gonna wear as a <laughs> as a scarf. Nice fireball fireball island reference, dude. Fucking Thank you. Um, no, it was, a, it was a scarf, and then I realized it was so thick once I rolled it out that I I, I could just wear it as like a as like a a blanket. So that's what I'm rolling with. Yeah, because there's a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of snow coming out of the sky here in Vancouver. Now I know it's been like, hasn't it been minus 40 in Edmonton for like a month or something crazy? Yeah, it's it's been, yeah, minus 40, uh, minus 45 a couple nights ago. Really, really cold, really cold. Ever heard of the minus five, that band? We should start a band called the minus 40, 45. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> in any case, formal introduction, uh, welcome to Handkerchief Dynasty, everybody. This is episode 110. I am, as always, your secret professor, joined by my good friend to the side here, the High Priest of Oilers Magic. How are you, High Priest? Mm, pretty good. I, I still haven't really, like, a proper, like, uh, home studio set up. It's just been, like, a series of, of just completely improvised, like, nooks and corners. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping, <laughs> hoping to have a higher production value and a higher, higher resolution camera very, very soon. <laughs> but that being said, please follow us on uh, Twitter at, uh, I'm at handkerchiefdy1. Brad here is at High Priest Oil. Yeah. Fantastic account. Um, and uh, follow us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. So let's just, let's just lay into it here. What was the first thing you thought when uh, Miko let in a, sh- a goal on the first shot? yesterday well the first thing i thought is what i've been thinking this entire time and what i continue to think that miko koskinen isn't uh, a great goalie and i wish mike smith was in that That's it's uh, I'm, I'm i'm pretty i'm pretty impressed because you really have been beating the drum i mean i think i think he's a backup goalie who's being paid way too much Sure, a backup goalie, but then we need to stop referring to what we hope to happen as a tandem setup, because mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a tandem setup. For a tandem to work, both goalies have to be really good. Like that's the way a tandem finds success. Otherwise, you have your standard one goalie and a backup situation, which I think is closer to what the Oilers have right now. With the starter being 38, like 39 years old, basically. First of all, he's 38 years old. I've noticed that everyone calls. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were Mike Smith? Like, and everyone's he's actually like, yeah, 38. He's everyone's, that's what everyone's been saying 39. I know. Well, they're saying it like you say it. They're like, they say both numbers as though he's both of those things. Like Mike Smith is 38 years old. When you're 38 years old, you don't want people calling you 39 years old, especially when they're using your age to make some sort of silly point. He's 38 years old, first of all. And yeah. It's I'm not really cool. a silly point. The point the point is, if, if that's the case, in a few years, our goaltending could drop off a complete cliff if we don't get a long-term totally. solution to starter. Yes, yes. But, I mean, looking long-term, I think that's something maybe the Oilers of guilt are guilty of doing a little bit too often and using that line of thinking to sort of excuse their shitty decision-making. Like, well, long-term, it's like, well... Yeah, but like, <laughs> what about yeah, no, like, I know exactly right what now term? Anyway, 
Uh, Here's the thing, I'm, too. I'm glad though. he got. What did you think about? I mean, I'm glad he got I mean, the win. But to he me, played better and was, better as the game went on. Um, I, I guess so. To me, I that mean, game stopped. was all all about Hogberg losing that game. Yeah, Miko yeah, faced 40 it shots. Was. It was. But a lot of those shots, were, like that was a quiet 40 shots. I can't really remember very many, if any, saves Miko made where I was like, holy shit. Like there was a lot of shots from like behind the goal line. A lot of shots where had they gone in, they would have been another shitty Miko goal. Like he, he didn't, there weren't a lot of real grade eight chances that he stopped. So yeah, he made 40 saves he got the win i'm super stoked that happened but the people that are saying nico stole that game no that's horseshit that's not what a goalie stealing a game who's saying, looks that? Like. Who's saying nico stole that game i haven't heard that oh man it, I, heard, I heard someone Reed say Wilkins he played I, last night Reed did he oh, i didn't, I didn't hear, I didn't hear that after game last night I mean, yes to lots it later. of people are saying that the main story the main takeaway from that game was miko's stellar performance were, were they holding think, were they holding like a tire pump in their hands that that had well, recently yeah, been totally. used or was or was about to be used because that's what that's about i mean you know when i'm all for positivity you know me i'm mr fucking positivity at handkerchiefs yes. dy1 on twitter follow us now. i know but people I love don't. people love me for that i'm always getting compliments you know i really appreciate the positivity but the fact of the matter is Miko's not playing great. I mean, this is my spin. This is my brand of positivity vis-a-vis Miko Koskinen right now. Okay. Mm. It's that goalies can go through hot and cold streaks and he's just happens to have been going through a cold streak and and a a cold streak, a cold, a cold spell. Let's call it a cold spell because he's a goalie and they're wizards. So we'll call it a cold spell. Okay. I didn't say, I didn't say straight. No, I said streak. (laughs) Okay. Um, you had an opportunity to say strike and you avoided saying strike. Well, it's uh, uh, no, because because a strike is when is when the team is going out for right. a nice, a nice juicy strike. Sorry, with a side I'm, of mashed I'm potatoes. Totally different I things. I um, so my my theory is, you know, with a little bit of time, um, with a little bit of Mike Smith in the mix, uh, you know, maybe this time come like, uh, you know, April or March. Miko will be doing good and he'll be like above, you know, like a 905 safe percentage or whatever. Yeah, totally. So. I'm, I feel the exact same way, but I just hope that we don't trick ourselves into confusing positivity with, uh, just you abject self delusion. Yes, exactly. Always, Which always is- a tricky, always a tricky uh, wicket as an Oilers fan though, though, you know, not, yeah. not conflating your positivity yes. with just, with just baseline, ridiculous completely disconnected from reality should be into institutionalized delusion like yeah that's what that's that's what being an Oilers fan does to your brain I know but we we have to remember this is a sports team that should be concerned with wins and not necessarily positivity like positivity (laughs) well positivity was something like during the decade of darkness that was something that I mean it was requisite we needed some of it I mean it's the only way to survive so but we're in a point now Yes, we're in a point now, we're at a point now where I think we can kind of uh, afford to be a little more bloodthirsty in the way. Absolutely. A way, the way the troops are deployed, the way we, we, we try to win games. You know what I mean? Like, well, here's the thing. And even we as have, the way we, we support have... the team, even the way we support the team, you know what I mean? Like we can, uh, although some people really think like Miko's doing, doing well. He has numbers. He's played a lot of minutes. So I don't know. I'm glad I think he's done. Honestly, I think he's been okay to bet to to subpar. 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's been terrible. At no point have I said to myself, Miko Koskinen isn't an NHL goalie. That's like, that's the death knell. That's the sort of death, like that's the sort of Damocles once that phrase comes out. Yeah. Because once you start saying this guy's not an NHL goaltender, yeah. then, then you're in a whole new territory. I mean, like. Uh, well, I definitely, they- I said that after the Calgary game, no question. No question. That was an opus of a bad goaltending performance. And it came at the worst possible time. After three days of Miko's, I mean, he, the rest, like his precious rest, like he, had, he finally got <laughs> his precious rest and then he came out and played awful. But anyway, let's, let's move on to something else. Um, what do you think, what do you think about the emergence of, of uh, Jujar, Jujar Kera on the third line? What do you think's going on there? What are your thoughts on Jujar? I mean, I'm, I'm cheering like hell for him. I mean, you know, it's uh, he's a player that you, it's impossible not to like when he's playing well. It's just yeah. he's got a little bit of a cold snap here for a while. So don't you think that? I mean, to me right now, Jujar is kind of. It feels like he's emerging, and it feels in a way, and this might just be timing, that he's emerging from under the shadow of Zach Cassian in a really strange way. Oh, interesting. Hmm. interesting. And. I don't think he necessarily brings the type of game that Zach Cassian brings, but maybe the game that Jujar brings when he's on is more in line with what a team like the Oilers requires for success. Uh, well, yeah, I think you could, that could be, that could be true. Cause like Zach Cassian is kind of like that can of crazy that yes. can of just like open it up and who the it's like, it's so, it's so um, vacuum sealed like so much, so much air gets released from the from the pressure that it's right. being subjected to that you just like sometimes you don't know if you're getting a firework or like a grenade you know and that's Whereas, why he was on that's why he was on the first line like make no mistake that's why he was playing with Connor mcdavid he was in a, a policeman role i think mm, mm, mm. uh to a certain extent yeah i think for sure um although you know i, I think those days, the days of that experiment are really over here but uh, jujar I feel like has a lot more grind to his game, a lot more kill the clock to his game than Cassian does. You know, like think- he's actually like a good support player. When he's playing well, he's a good support player in that he gets the zone, you know, he can get zone time. He can make and take a pass. He can finish a play. He can check, he can fight and kind of do what he can. He's a Swiss army knife type player when he's playing well. So well, yeah, yeah, of course he brings more than Cassian does. Cause Cassian's just dropped off, man. Like, but uh, the, uh, I mean, Jujar can also play that game. Like Jujar, I mean, he got in a scrap the other night, you know, like it's not completely unfathomable that Jujar could play that type of game that we could see uh, the vacuum seal come off Jujar at, at any point really. And I wouldn't be entirely surprised. Like, I think he's also got that to his game. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm cheering like hell for him to keep on playing this well. If he keeps playing this well, he's an Oiler long-term, no question. Um, but the thing is, we have to remember, you know, a few weeks ago, we had all completely given up on him again. And we've gone through cycles. There's been many cycles of the Jujar. Absolutely. But yeah, he's also so. gotten he's gotten so many chances. I think the team really believes in him. And, like, the coaching staff really believes in him. And they've been trying to find – uh, sort of the best formula to get success with him. Mm. And maybe uh, that kind of took the 
the uh, I don't want to say downfall. That's the wrong word. What's it called? Like when the sun is setting. The uh, decline. Yeah, decline's not the right word either. It's too many negative. Um, twilight. The twilight, sure, of Zach Cassian's <laughs> sort of um, role on the Oilers. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. I think there might be something there. There's a connection, I think, between Cassian and Kara. And there always has, like, they've been occupying the same sphere on that team, I think. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are I your mean, thoughts? It was, on- it, was a hell, it, was hell, it was a hell of a fun time to see them both fight early on in that other game. But um, yeah, I, it was weird. I mean, and even looking back on that fight, it looked to me like Jujar sort of accepted that fight. Um, not reluctantly, but it wasn't necessarily on his mind. I don't think he was, he expected to be for that to happen. And then Cassian got it. Like, it's just, there's, there's just, there's a lot of connections between those two guys and where they fit on this team, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, what else, uh, what else stood out to you? Like in terms of, uh, like, I mean, obviously it's pretty notable that the three defensemen scored first game in a long time, Leon and Connie were off the sheet. I mean, I think someone read, read Wilkins tweeted out. It was like 2017 or some nonsense. Like it's crazy. 2018. Okay. Um, yeah. and, uh, honestly, like I, I love Darnell nurse's game right now. I, I, he reminds me of how I would play, as a defenseman in the offensive zone when I was playing NHL, EA Sports NHL, because like I would never be unafraid to just lob it at the net um, right. with like a nice, with a wrister that like maybe the goalie wasn't expecting. Cause like, you know, you kind of get tuned in and you kind of know when, when yes. the AI will fuck it up. And you're like, you know, I bet the AI isn't expecting me to shoot a wrister <laughs> from like way out here. And then yeah. just goes in, you know, bounces off of them. Um, and, you know, he's, he, he's, a, he's there, there's like moments where, you know, um, like I, I remember one, one point he, uh, there was a giveaway in the defensive zone, but like, that's going to happen, you know, like, yeah, um, he's just such, he's such a good all around defenseman. I just think it would be so crazy for us to not be like madly in love with having him. He's so rangy. Like, he's one of the, he's one of the rangiest defensemen I've, I've ever seen. Yeah, he's great. Like, he's such a, play. Yeah. yeah, he really is really uses his entire body as, as a defenseman, you know, like he's. Uh, each limb is almost uh, imbibed with uh, pure defensive potential. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And when no, he comes true. up the ice, like when he comes up the ice on a rush, yeah, there's not a lot of guys that really do that. And honestly, I mean, he gets caught a few times, but I'd say for the most part, Darnell's rushes are are pretty. Um, I mean, there usually something happens. Like he scored a few times on them. It's usually kind of a wild chance. Like, yeah, um, yeah. I've, I've never really Darnell's not the guy on the defense that I ever singled out for being a problem on the defense. And I think he's a huge room guy. I think he's really, really important to that room. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like I'm, I'm getting really like, I've been fed up with the anti Darnell talk out there for a long time, but at this yeah, point, it's, it's just insane. like, if you're, if you still say, if you're still on the anti Darnell nurse train, fuck you. We fucking hate you. We're done. It's over. We're finding someone else to talk to and spend our time with. Okay. <laughs> what about, uh, okay. How do you, what do you think about, um, uh, Tyler Ennis? What are your Honestly? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, you know, I think, uh, um, TBD, 
you know, I think I think we should get him involved in the TBD Foundation. You know, help yeah, support you TBD so? ending TBD. Yeah, I think like, he's we'll a really. We'll see. I think I think he's a really great addition to this team. I think he brings something, and more importantly, he's able to find his way out of things. Like if he goes through a spell where, you know, he's not the he's not a superstar by any stretch. But if you're a player that can have a shitty game, especially a veteran who can fall into a funk and then find your way out of it, I think for the rest of the team to see something like that, it's really important. And I think he's the type of guy who excels at that. Like he, he seems to be a really, I mean, just from what I've seen on the television, but he seems to bring a lot of veteran positivity to that team, which is so, I mean, the thing about having a veteran in the room is they've been there before, right? And they know how to, uh, they've been in so many situations that they're good at dealing with them. And I think Tyler Ennis is good at dealing at, with bad situations in a really positive way. For sure. I, I, he, feel, yeah. I, hope I think he that is one of the key things about veterans. Like uh, Neil, I feel like we get a little bit of that, of that action too. A little um, bit, but not as yeah. much as Ennis. Neil's, Neil, Neil seems uh, too specialized. Like he... Mm. I mean, maybe he's like a, a good, just too specialized. Like he's a goal scorer. You know what I mean? Like that's right. his bread and butter. Whereas Annis is more of like a, uh, so goes the team. Uh, so goes Tyler or however that phrase goes. Maybe as Tyler Ennis goes, so goes the team. Yeah. But I don't think that's like what I mean to say at all. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know that, but you know Honestly, what I mean? Uh, he's, he yeah. seems to be more, he's not an extreme think... player. He's in the middle. And he's extremely positive. It's a positive veteran presence with a touch. I mean, that was like, like he knows how to score goals. You know what I mean? Like he has an offensive mind. Yeah. I'm a well, big he's a Tyler former Ennis offensive, guy. like, like high powered, like offensive dynamo, you know, like when you look at the Tyler yeah. Ennis, like highlight reel, but he's also like found a way to hang around yes. and he still has a lot of dimension to his game. I mean, totally. to be honest, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have him like in the mix, but like, it's not as though we've found the exact right uh, spot in the cupboard for him to to go. I don't you know. know. I mean, I like wherever he's... he was last night, I'd maybe leave him there for like a little while. Like that's what I'm saying. They should keep him in the lineup and in the mm. room because uh, you know what I mean? Guys that know how to survive and hang in there, who've made their career out of hanging in there. Yeah. Like he has, like you get a guy like that to have him in there. I don't necessarily think you go out and get that guy. So you continue, yeah, yeah, to have him in and out. So I think they should. I'd I'd be happy if they left him in the lineup. I think that'd be uh, for this for this next stretch of games, the Montreal game. I would love to see him in the lineup. I'd like to see a lineup similar to what we had last night. I think that was a good lineup. You know what I mean? Like forty, mm-hmm. we gave up forty shots, but a lot of those shots were from the outside. I was for the most part pretty happy with our and defensive a, a, a game. We part blocked. of that was scoring effects too. We were leading pretty much the whole game, so. Yeah, but we played. Yeah, I mean, you give I up mean, more shots on the outside when you're playing with the lead, is what I mean. You know, like you're 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 going to give up a few more sh- like low quality chances because you're mostly just forechecking and true. You know, yes, but yeah. the Oilers also blocked a lot of shots last night. Like they were super. They blocked a ton of shots. I don't know. I thought last night. I remember that Toronto game that was a piece of shit, and the Oilers won that game, and people were saying that it was a really great defensive game. And I thought it wasn't a really good defensive game. I thought this game last night, even though they gave up 40 shots, I thought that was a good defensive game. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, to be honest, I was I was much more impressed by uh, Tyson Berry's game last night. I really oh, yeah. think he's totally. really starting to turn it on. And and I, I think it's just like there was this one point, uh, I think it was on the power play where McDavid made a play to him to the point, And it was just yeah. like a kind of a hard, a, a tricky little pass to make. But it, it was the, the play was executed so well that I was like, oh, wait, like he knows where Tyson Berry is going to be. And, and, and like Tyson Berry looks way more keyed in. He's like a half second faster with all of his decisions. Yeah, he just seems to be like really offensively dynamic and moving the puck and getting on the puck and like great rushes, great passing, just like all around. Like he just seems dialed in, and I'm really, really yeah. glad that it's only it hasn't taken that long because he looks like a completely different player to me now. Yeah, like and the team playing around him looks different too on the power play. Like whereas before, you know, Connie and Leon were playing it to him on the point, and it seemed like. Uh, they didn't know what was going to happen exactly. There was there, like there was some confusion, or there was just, it wasn't yeah. quite as quick or crisp. And it's really uh, crisp and quick right now, and I'm really liking it. Like I'm getting really excited about it, to be honest. The power play to me is still not there, and it's. Uh, I yeah. think. I mean, I hope it'll come. But when I watch the power a lot of what play, I liked was five on five. But yeah, power play. Yeah, they played there. Yeah. absolutely. They played a great five on five game last night. But the the other thing is that again. I mean, we were just in this situation, right? We just played Ottawa like a week ago and stomped them. And we were feeling so good. We were feasting on strike. And then uh, we played a team that wasn't Ottawa and just like totally blew it. So I'm not willing to uh, totally, I mean, like they still have to, show up to the, in this game against Montreal. This next game against Montreal is crucial. Like they had to win these Ottawa games. They just had to, there's no two ways about it, but this, and they should have like Ottawa's not a good hockey team there. Yeah, that's, that's the, not, that's the other that's thing. That's not like, a good team. That's what yeah, I'm saying. So yeah. it's, I mean, how many of our, measure, I think we're third in the Northern abstraction right now. Hashtag yes. Northern abstraction, but, but how many, I think half of our points are from Ottawa or just yes. Ottawa. Yeah. So I think this Montreal game will be a great measuring stick for where the team is at. Yeah, it'll be in the metric system. It won't be in some fucking defunct medieval system that no one cares about anymore. And if they do really well against Montreal, I think the entire conversation about this team, like if they play a good game against Montreal and they win that game, I think the entire conversation about the Oilers begins to begins to turn a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, think it's, uh, I think you're absolutely right. And I really hope they wake up and show up big time for this one. Because if they don't, it'll be a bitter pill. Yeah, it'll be a really bitter will. fucking pill. And Montreal yeah. is like, you know, really strong right now. And they got a great goaltender. And I mean, uh, Montreal's going to show up. Montreal, make no mistake, like the Habs will be there. Like the sued. Habs are going to fucking show up. Being sued. Yeah. Um, who do you think starts that game? Mike Smith, I hope. I think, yeah. 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 But at the same time, part of me wonders if, if for whatever reason, possibly also, Mike, I hate to bring it up again, but Mike Smith's age, <laughs> like maybe... Oh my God, well, like... Maybe Tippett, maybe Tippett, I'm just saying, like a Tippett, I have a contrarian vibe when it comes to him and choosing the goalie starts. So yeah, because of last yeah. year, I'm always kind of expecting when when I think he's going to go left, he goes right. And it's like, when I think he's going to just give Mike, give Miko tons of time off and just hand the keys right. to Mike Smith he might just give Miko half the start still or something crazy like that, but it'll definitely be Mike Smith. It'll definitely be Mike Smith. Yeah, I think it will too. And I I honestly think the beginning of the game uh, to be debut of Mike Smith's, like Mike Smith's debut versus uh, the last game, you could just sense a different energy with the whole team. 
of and course it was like there's just like a lot more like when when you when when they have a little bit more confidence in the goaltender um you know everyone just is a little more like uh got a little more energy a little more like into it a little more like excited yes. to get out there it seems like of course more than anything because they're just like we got it we got a, we got a huge chance here we got a good goalie in net right now we don't have a goalie who looks like he's kind of just like a little scared well man you replace that nervousness with with something that's not nervousness right so no it's matter like what of eve yeah yes like you're 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 replacing the nervousness with excitement and like not being nervous confidence you know what i mean so yeah. that's you replace it with only, everything there's some things that when you, you replace only like, bring success if you replace nervousness like nervousness is very is very all-encompassing emotion it's like anger you know you kind of forget everything else that's going on when you're nervous or angry you right know? totally yeah every like every idea you had for the funny thing to say on the podcast today just flies out of your head because you're pissed off because windows is won't restart and you're, <laughs> you're, you're just like Rah! But like, so, so we're replacing nervousness. We're replacing nervousness with like life itself. Cause like, right. Yeah. You know, there's just, there's just so much, there's so much air out there for everything else. Once you clear your head of the nervousness and the anxiety and whatnot. So that's what, that's what we saw with the Mike Smith game. And I'm looking forward to the game against Montreal. So that is that game in Montreal must be right. Yeah. Games in Montreal. Does it start like super early? Um, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm looking forward to that. And if Mike Smith starts that game, I mean, what a huge game for Mike Smith. Talk about an opportunity. You know what I mean? If Mike Smith gets a start in that game and he plays well, then the conversation about not only does the conversation about the team begin to turn, but the conversation about Mike Smith really begins to have new dimensions to it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it's a huge game for Mike Smith. A game that, a game that in theory, a guy like Mike Smith is made for. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. And that'll be a great game. I'm really looking forward to the Montreal game. Not because I think we're riding a high right now, just because I think it'll be, it has huge implications, huge implications for this team. Oh, huge, win or lose. Huge. Win or lose. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, really looking um, forward to it. Final, final question, just because we are going into Montreal. We have one francophone on the team last I checked, and that is one Alex Chieson. By the way, like, what pronunciation of his last name do you like the best? Like, some people call him Chieson. I like Chieson. Uh, which, which, which way do you go? I think I like Chieson. Chieson is what I go with. Typically. Oh, really? I like Chieson. Interesting. Yeah, they're both, they're both really good. And I've used them both. And, I, and I've found immense pleasure out of both of them. But I think uh, typically I go for Chieson. Where do you see I, him at? Where do you see him at right now? Uh... I, mean, I, think he's been, I think he's done some good work in front of the net with screens here and there, but but he I needs we, we need more obviously, right? Yeah, he's been he's been really quiet, and uh, I think there's been other guys doing his job as well or better than he he's been doing it. But I think he's very valuable to the team, and I hope he finds success soon because, I mean, that's the whole. I, he needs to stay in the lineup. I think I, I would like for him to find a role in this team that allows him to stay on this team on a regular basis, because he's been there. He's been to the mountaintop. You know what I mean? Like you don't have a guy like that to not play and not be in the room and not be on the bench yeah. when yeah. the shit's going down. So I hope, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's going to get more opportunities. I think, I don't know where he's at himself. Well, obviously like, 
he's had i mean he's had a he's had a time with the oilers you know what i mean like he's he's had a weird stop with the edmonton oilers in his career i wish he'd i wish he'd one of our one of his longer term stops though it's like it's weird when one of your longer term stops is is a weird stop yeah because usually the short term stops are the weird stops I'm cheering yeah. for him. I, I hope I hope he yes, pops too against Montreal. You know, I hope he's able to make some sort of stamp on this team. Yeah, you know what I mean. A this, big would, play, this would be a big I, game for him to show totally. up. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Of course. And then uh, the last question I want to ask is: Do you think we're seeing why uh, Kenny Holland and the management were worried about losing uh, one Willie Lagason on waivers? Do you think we're seeing like why they they're so high on him? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's still a work in progress, but I uh, there's some in terms of like a physical, like he's a good defender. Like, I mean, we can start by we can start with his jib. I mean, that's almost yeah, all you jib need is to good. know. Yeah. It's almost that's almost all you need to know. The jib, think, his jib is spectacular. Is and he someone you could involve into like the Adam Larson role that, that's currently on this I, team? I wouldn't even. I mean, what? <laughs> Okay, fine. Do you think he could emerge as like one of our def- like the, our de- our top defensive yeah, defensemen? Yeah, I day? do. I think so. I really like his game. He was he 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 threw some big hits in the last game, and he was uh, positioned really well. He didn't play outside of it outside of himself, which is I mean, with defensemen, one thing I've noticed, especially at the beginning of their career, there'll be like two or one or two games where people after the game will say that they didn't play outside of their game. You know what I mean? Like they didn't really make any mistakes, but then it's when they've played a few games and they start feeling a little more confident and comfortable with making decisions. That's when you tend to see them make bad decisions. Right. So I I don't really know where he's at. I put him in the TBD camp as well, but I definitely like what I'm seeing from him. And I think there might be something in that combination of Larson and Legison. I'm not sure. I mean, Larson, right to me right now, whenever they show that guy on TV, he just looks like, like he's got the thousand yard stare going. You know what I mean? Like he's not. Well, that's neither here nor there. Some people are just like that. I yeah, think he's played pretty good. Maybe, but you know? he's also sort of playing like that at times. You know what uh, I mean? I lost, I lost your video. Um, yeah well what remains to be seen i mean it would be interesting if if if, his body language hasn't been great his body language hasn't been great and his play hasn't been spectacular his play hasn't been making me thinking there's no connection between his body language and his game but Mm. maybe this Lagason larson combination sometimes that's all it takes for a defenseman to Mm. like the right pairing right totally two guys it's important you're pairing same same thing with like a wine and a steak you know the right pairing can make all the difference you know, yeah, you have like sure. a steak, you have a steak that has terrible body language, you know, it's depressed, it's despondent, you know, yes. then you bring in a fresh, a fresh, young, like red, you know, nice Merlot or whatever. Okay. You know, yeah. Sweet, like a Swedish Merlot, which are very, very famous. Yeah. Okay. Last, last question. It's more of a comment, really. Okay. Are you surprised that like, if, if we went back in time and talked to ourselves back in the summer and said, okay, the others are going to have injuries to, uh, uh, Oscar Clefbaum and Ethan Bear, and the, the and the season won't be derailed because of it necessarily. Would you be surprised? Like, I'm, it's it's pretty impressive that we're, we've been able to weather that, don't you think? I don't know. Two I... of our two of our top four defensemen last year, and like yeah, one of them being know. like you know a minutes muncher extraordinaire, like a minutes muncher 
like across the entire NHL of, of note? I mean, I've always thought that our defense had pot- potential, but we never really played a, I mean, we went on runs last year when we were really good, man. And the defense wasn't that much of a problem. Like uh, the Oilers for the past couple of years, wouldn't be a team that I, I would have said have real shitty defense. Like it was never huge glaring errors, at least consistently by the defense that I thought were major problems. No, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm at, just, I'm just maybe saying at like times, have, I wouldn't be surprised. Improved depth. We've, we have improved depth. At the position yeah. If now, you had, no question. if you had told me that, um, those guys were out. I might think we're sort of like exactly where we're, where we're at. Maybe a bit oh, better because we, because yeah. we also have Connor and dry. Like we have Connor McDavid. You know what I mean? That's true. And I think if we would have had, yeah, I don't know. Not the defense necessarily. I would have okay. thought we would have. All right. Well, uh, why don't we we'll leave see. it there? I know, I know yeah. you got to go in a couple of minutes here, bro. Um, for yeah, all time the listeners out there. Oh, yeah. Please, uh, please like and subscribe. Uh, please comment. Please uh, send us a message on Twitter. We love you, and uh, we'll look forward to the Montreal game. You want to record Thursday night or like Friday during the day? I'm probably, um, yeah, I don't know, one of the two. One of the two sounds good. Okay, <laughs> sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right, brother. Uh, 